0: You're
1: listening to XS Gaming Podcast, a podcast for gamers, by gamers, with your hosts Xander Scullion and James Grusso, bringing you something old, something new, and a little bit of nostalgia too. Hello
0: everyone and welcome back to another episode of XS Gaming Podcast, this is episode 141, we're recording this wonderful Sunday day, June 14th. It's a little breezy, a little rainy on this June summer's day. I'm your host, Xander Scully, and join with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Mr. James Grusom. What's up, James? Greetings and salutations, and it is a little warm and a little hot up
1: my way. I think we got all our rain last week, so we've kind of got our fair share of that, but you never know what's going on with it. And I hope you all are doing good, uh, you know, during these times. Hope a lot of you have been able to go back to work uh, just with everything going on, you know, but uh, like I said, with all the bad things and crazy stuff going on, we're here to focus on a lot of the good, fun things. And there's actually been lots of good news gaming-wise uh, going on with everything. So, so that's what we're here to uh, talk about and hope you uh, hope to help you escape from some of the uh, craziness going
0: on. Indeed, indeed. And let's go ahead and acknowledge the elephant in the room when it comes to gaming news. And that is the uh, announcement of the PlayStation 5. Uh, Sony had a live stream last Thursday. And it was the most viewed live stream gaming-wise in history on YouTube. A lot of folks were tuning in and we saw the PlayStation 5. We got to see what the console looked like. We saw 25 titles being worked on in this console. And let me ask you, James, because that has been a huge topic on social media about the look of the PS5. What do you think about it? Like, how, how do you like the way it looks? You know, it definitely has an oddness to it. But I do, I like odd.
1: There's a familiarity to it. Uh, I have the PSVR, which actually, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I am a big fan of. I keep meaning to go back and play more of it. But it has this white and blue tone to it uh even one of the games they announced the, the little robo dude uh he's had games on vr before uh, it kind of reminds me of him it has a slightly space-age look it's something different and at the end it's eye-catching and even just the look of this system has got people talking you compare it you know to the big like brick that literally looks like my uh spectrum router for the xbox which i don't mind the look of at all mm-hmm. but uh a ps5 really went for that you know different space age look you know it looks like something in the you know back in the 60s people would look at it and be like man like that thing looks crazy like what like yeah granted, that would be crazy back in the 60s literally anyway because that would be the greatest technology they ever had just in that system
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know it,
1: it's pretty it, it's wild looking but i i don't know dude i kind of dig it
0: yeah i like it i think it looks very futuristic um i know a lot of people have been like talking about the fact that it's a it's a white console and as opposed to a black console but i mean to be honest i mean i can't think of any uh modern consoles that haven't had variations of different colors and special editions so if you're one of those people out there and i've seen it where people are like oh i don't like the way it looks i, I wish it was in black i'm just gonna wait yeah absolutely wait because you know we'll have a special edition like a Spider-Man edition or something like that come out that you can get or you can always get like decals i know they'll come out with decals little vinyl stickers you can put on it make it black if you want to but uh that it's 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 a really interesting looking console i mean we saw the controller a couple months ago i think the controller looks really comfy as well and um yeah it, one of the biggest things about this console that really surprised me is when they announced it and they showed what it looked like. They had two different versions of the PlayStation Five. They had the traditional PlayStation Five with a disc drive, and they have a all digital PlayStation Five. And I think this is the first time we've seen in any console generation where we had the choice to go physical or all digital, and that is really, really interesting.
1: It is big, you know, for having that at launch. It's something a lot of people, you know, kind of laughed at Xbox about. But that is the way things are going. Uh, if you look now during these times, especially when people don't want to leave their house, I'm sure there's people that have discovered downloading games that never really wanted to mess with it before. Uh, they probably had no choice at times uh, without a big hassle if they wanted to get a game. Um you know, so many people get stuck on that, you know, physical capability, you know, which we have ourselves. And uh, I think, you know, we've kind of grown sometimes. It, it depends on the game. We still might get a, a physical copy if we can. But sometimes, you know, if it's just easier to get, uh, you know, I've definitely graduated to that, you know, with my Xbox and doing the game share with my friend. Um, you know, I have to get digital games in order for us to share them. Uh, So I've really, I've come more accustomed to that to where, you know, at the same time, like, yeah, I don't have this physical copy, you know, I can't trade it in. I can't let somebody borrow it. But at the same time, I can purchase this game. And, you know, me and my friend both get it, you know, at the same mm-hmm. time. So it's like, I don't really mind the digital, you know. And like I said, for Microsoft, a lot of people laughed at it. Sony, I wonder, like, you know, will people, you know, kind of poke fun at them? You know, a lot of younger people, I think, probably are more on that all digital train. Oh, it's yeah. Digital movies, digital games. It's just very easy. And like I said, with these times where stores are closed or either you got to do the curbside service, it's just very easy just to do it at home, download it for you, go to work, come home. You know what? Hey, it's it's right there for you. So, uh, you know, it's, it, I, I like the option. You know, I, I think they give people, you know, where you, if you are a physical guy, you have that. Or you can do the other one, you know. Yeah. Uh, but we can look at certain things that might be missing. Like I said, you know, I've used, uh, you know, mine as a, uh, you know, a DVD player, Blu-ray player. You know, this one will have the 4K, whatever. Uh, Back in the past, many of our first uh, DVD players were a PS2. First Blu-ray was a PS3. Like, they've, you know, come along with us. So I imagine, you know, you won't have that uh, movie playing capability. I mean, you can always, of course, do digital movies, but you won't be able to play any old things you have. Mm-hmm. Um. So it, it, it it's just like a little twist, you know. We'll be able to see with like a, exactly the price range too. Yeah, I think that's a big factor. Um, you know, if something is you know a hundred, two hundred dollars less, like how like how much you know will you know uh it not having that physical player in there cost, and like you know, will they try to snag more people in right away? You know, with a cheaper thing, because I mean, like I said, that especially now. You know, like I said, it just—it it is a factor with things now, people out of work, you know, a couple hundred bucks, uh, you know, it definitely equates to sometimes more than a couple hundred bucks during these yeah. times. So people might be more likely to jump on that, you know, more digital version and just go with it, especially a lot of the younger folk. Like I said, they're, they're used to that. They don't care, don't know about the physical. And I mean, hey, I get it, you know, so that's going to be the big thing, like I said, price point.
0: Yeah, price price point is the thing now that people are talking about, and Sony and Microsoft are being tight lipped about it. I think they're, I think it's like a Western standoff right now. They're seeing who's going to draw first, um, kind of like the old, uh, you know, PlayStation and
1: Saturn. You think about yeah. that, dude? Saturn came out with this one price, and Sony's like, we're knocking you back by a hundred bucks. Like, yeah, they could do that now very easily.
0: But, hey, hey, they showed a lot of games at the, uh, the stream. They showed 25 games total. And we're not going to go through all 25 games. But uh, I did want to mention some of them that I was just like, wow, that's really cool. And, um, you know, the one I want to talk about the most, the one that got me really excited was Resident Evil 8 Village. Did you see the trailer for that? Yeah, I did. I mean, Resident Evil is always going to be
1: an uh, uh, eye catcher. Uh, it's a game all of us are always looking for, wondering what what they're going to do, you know, because they have you know, we kind of have this universe with RE where, you know, we're getting these sweet remakes, uh, you know, we're getting the new ones, you know, for instance, like 7 completely changed the game of Resident Evil, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then we still have the series and we also have like the Revelations, so it's like yeah. we really, we have more Resident Evil than we can like ever want, and it's yeah. We knew that's one that's going to be, you know, on multi-systems, too. But, uh, you know, it definitely, they, you know, uh, Sony was the one that definitely got the the, the trailer and the first hit on Resident Evil, which is that people just want.
0: I honestly didn't even think it was Resident Evil. I remember uh, my girlfriend and I, because she was watching the stream with me, and we were talking, and we were talking about something, and I was seeing the game out of the corner of my eye. Like I was kind of watching it with my peripheral vision, and I was just like thinking in my head while I was watching, I'm like, "Oh, that looks kind of cool," but when I heard them mention Chris, and I'm like, "Wait!" I like stopped and made a conversation. I looked at the TV. And I'm like, "Wait, wait!" And then it showed it, and I'm like, "Holy, holy crap! This is the new Resident Evil!" It was like it was like a mixture of Resident Evil Four meets. Red Dead uh, revela- like Revelations or it- Redemption that was just like Snow and Resident Evil 4 Village. It, was- it had a werewolf, so I was like, man, this is kind of crazy. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to, um, of course, the, the new Spider-Man. Um, that looks awesome. As well as uh, Sackboy, A Big Adventure. I'm a, I'm a big little Big Planet fan, and this looks like it would be a really good one. And uh, the the remake for Demon Souls, that was something that people have been talking about for a while, and it's going to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive, so that's going to be a hot app, especially for a lot of uh, Dead Souls fans. Yeah,
1: that, definitely a game like I'm not into, but I know people were excited. Uh, I, I like the look of Deathloop. Uh, I know mm-hmm. that's one I heard about a, a while back, and honestly, I've always been curious about... Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, I, I never played the first one. Um, it's definitely a big property for them and one I've thought about, you know, checking out. Uh, I, I did, like I said, I mean, you, you got to come in just the trailer of games and everything they showed. Because, I mean, you don't get that as much. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, like, you know, with the VR, uh, you know, so the little, the little robot dude. You know, he had a game. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see, you know, uh, VR functions because, you know, Sony is kind of the king. You know, Microsoft doesn't really do the VR. Uh, yeah. That's one of the things. And like I said, I, I am a big fan of it. Uh, of course, you know, you can get it in other formats, you know, with the Oculus and stuff. But as far as a home system, uh, you know, PSVR is great. Like, like it's really fun. I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, what kind of link up. Can you use the old function and one of the things i think a lot of us are curious about for sure with both systems is the backwards compatibility um that you know they've let a little bit out where you know microsoft has said that you know everything that was bc before uh you know will still be and they're going to add more and then you know playstation is working on i saw a number of you know uh four thousand games that they're working on it made it seem like it was ps4 games but i mean i don't know there's not four ps ps4 games so yeah i'm not really sure what they're working on uh and and we hear a lot of speculation a lot of rumor but backwards compatibility is something that a lot of us you know do want uh Mm -hmm. like i mean that would be awesome to be able to play a lot of old ps3 games um, you know, because my PS3 is kind of, uh, you know, relegated as a uh, Blu-ray player downstairs. I, I don't play the most games on it. Uh, if I had a new system, I could play some of those on. Would be cool. Uh, I don't expect it, but I mean, I do think both systems will kind of do more of the uh, try to have as much BC, uh, you know, with the PS4 uh, and the uh, you know the X1 as possible because, uh, you know, they, they're still going to live together. These two systems are going to live together for a while. We still yeah. have people that can't transfer over, can't afford to get the new one. So we'll still see good games come out, whereas, like you know, and we know Xbox, you, you know, you'll be able to, you know, if there's a great uh, X1 game that comes out, you'll be able to play it on the new system. So as of right now, they seem a little bit more BC-friendly to me, like Microsoft does. Oh, yeah. But it's still a big kind of like wait and see because you never know. Because that's something people want so bad. People love that because, like I said, you know, we don't want to sell these old games for a lot of us that, you know, that still have them. And just the ability to be able to play them is a big factor uh still and it's something that you can just tell whether you're looking at people talking online people want that people want to be able just to pop in an old game some of these systems don't seem uh even they've been out for a while now they don't seem that old and when they still have a good game you don't want to give up that you know new game because you might have to trade in your old system to get a new one you know that's just a fact of life that might happen but that, uh, uh, you know, backwards compatibility option just it, it brings a lot. And I mean, that could kind of edge out. Um, it, it seems weird when you think like older games could be a factor in someone deciding their new system. But if you have that ability to play, you know, games someone already has on their shelf, they might lean more towards, you know, your
0: system. Indeed. And and one of the last games I wanted to talk about that uh, my girlfriend was like, oh, I want to play this and I want to play it too is uh, Stray. Did you see the trailer for that? Is that the one with the cat? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I did. <laughs> I was. I. I don't know what it was. I mean, I. I guess because I love cats. We're but cat I was, people. <laughs> yeah, I saw this cat just walking around with a little book bag, and he's in this robotic world, and I was just like, "Oh, this is this is cool." And, you know, it was funny because I was expecting the cat at first. I was just thinking the cat was just like an like an NPC, like it was something being shown in in the trailer, like the show detail. Because I mean you see animals all the time in video games. So I thought it was, you know, like, oh, these are robot people and this is a cat in the background. Clearly showing you that there's no more, like, human civilization, but maybe there's still cats. But boom, you are the cat. I was like, whoa.
1: <laughs> it's like, that's definitely a game that's, like, going to grab people. People yeah. you just want to be a cat, man. You can yeah. come in and, like, you know <laughs> knock shit over and stuff <laughs> up. You know I mean? Like, if I could be my cat, that's like her. Uh, so many of uh people's cats have nicknames, and uh, my cat, her name is Mina, and one of her nicknames is Bad Mina, just because she does bad things sometimes, and I mean, hey, come on, you know, you got GTA, you can do bad stuff all day, but I get tired of killing people. Sometimes I just wanna like break some shit or rip Here's a
0: carpet. Just like <laughs> when I like uh like go to one of those robots and like pull one of his cords and make him like malfunction or something. Yeah. It's like
1: I'm gonna do something simple, you know.
0: I don't need to murder you. I'm just uh,
1: you know, inconvenience you a little bit. That works out better,
0: but but yeah, uh, folks that are listening, definitely let us know in a comment below if you're if you're listening to us on uh, like YouTube or you're listening to us on some sort of uh, way of commenting on the podcast. Let us know what you think about the PS Five. Uh, again, this is going to be something we'll be uh, following for the next couple episodes uh, for, for a while. I mean, this is the new generation. But uh, going back to an older generation. Um, this was something kind of interesting. Sega was saying that they had some big news that it was going to shake the industry. And they kind of did, and I'll get to that. But one of those announcements that they did mention was kind of a, a left turn. To celebrate the 60th anniversary of the Sega brand, they announced a Game Gear Mini. And it was really weird because there's, there's four different Game Gears, like four different colors, they're all going to be packed with four different games, and they're retailed around, like, 50 bucks a pop. And they look almost like the size of the Game Boy Micro, maybe a little bit smaller. But I know, James, you're a big Game Gear fan. What do you think about this? I mean, it's kind of crap. I mean, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Kind of, when you
1: look at the options... Uh, if they could have done, you know, a standalone something that looked like a Game Gear, but maybe like a little bit more sleek, because we all know the Game Gear was big. They could definitely have toned it down, um, and you know, given us the option of 16 games, 20 games. Uh, I think people would have really, you know, jumped on that, especially with the nostalgia factor. The NES Mini Turbo Mini, you know, we're, we're seeing all these around. People still want a Game Boy Mini. Uh, and I think a lot of people missed out on, you know, Game Gear. It was a system yeah. I got into like later on. I I never had one in, you know, when I was younger. But if you, if you could have had this system, like I said, even with the twenty games, thirty games, just something there, you know. Right now, I'm assuming it's just like a Japan only thing. It's a very mm-hmm. niche just kind of kitschy little uh, thing. And I mean, they like a lot of stuff like that in Japan, you know, maybe it just doesn't translate, you know, over here, but it's just, it's so small. The lack of games. I mean, oh, you can get all of them with a magnifier for 250 bucks. This is pure collector item. Yeah. All it is to me. It's, it's not a function. Uh, they've been better off putting out... I mean, damn, dude, dude it, even, like, it, totally fitting in with the motive of it, a Switch collection. Um, yeah. With however many, you know, I'm sure they could get all the Sega-branded games. Uh, I mean, hell, there was even a, um Eternal Champions Game Gear game that really kind of gets lost. You know, Golden Axe had a couple have all these on, like, a, a Switch card, a- and you yeah. get the handheld function. Like, how much better... Like, even how much cheaper would that have been? Yeah, it would have been, like, been
0: like 40 bucks.
1: Yeah, just even price, but Sega to even produce it and put it yeah. out. Like, how much cheaper would that have been for them? People would eat that up. Even if you put out download-only Game Gear games, people would still buy them. But, you know, of course, we're big fans of the collection discs, of course. So I would rather have, you know, that way. But there were so many other ways to celebrate the Game Gear than... This it's just yeah it's, it's just very niche. I, I it's not it's just not practical. Like I said, the size, the games. uh You know, I think one of them is a lot of art. And like I said, I think it is like uh, you know Japan only at this time, where some yeah about, you know no translation. Some of the games, of course, you could play the Sonic ones and stuff. But at that point, you might as well go ahead and just you know emulate and do. Something else with it. It's just it. it once again, Sega is kind of. It, it's many good a things weird. they do. Do they kind of just let us down a little bit? With yeah. Those, it's just like oh Game sh- people thought a console. People looted a <laughs> console coming out, and that's never gonna happen. Like I'm no. sorry. Like I just don't think it's ever gonna happen. And I hate that people were heartbroken. I just yeah. thought it was kind of like ah. Oh. Like, yeah, I man, think. That's just, I th-
0: yeah, some some people went as far as to think that Sega was going to uh, partner up with Microsoft and with the Xbox Series X, and, and you know, try to push that towards Japan to help sales of Microsoft. I mean. It was a lot of speculation, <laughs> and, the, and the announcement was just kind of like, oh, wait, what? I. It was, so, it was so, like, April Fool's worthy of a joke. Like, hey, this is a Game Gear Micro that only comes with four games in different colors. And, and it, like, say you want to get the yellow one, because the yellow one has, like, the Shining Force games and stuff like that. Like you said earlier, they're all in Japanese. Yeah. So, I mean, if you are... A, are you? If you're the kind of person that's going to get all four colors right now, you got them pre-ordered on Amazon. You're getting the Japanese games that you probably can't play anyway. So this is, in hindsight, this is totally a collector's sort of thing. Like I definitely agree with you with that. I mean, they could have done something like made it a little bit bigger. Hey, have it packed in with four games, but have a you know have it built in Wi-Fi where you can go and download uh, the the mobile Sega games. You know, because there's tons of Sega games on mobile devices that you could play on there, like Game Gear games or something like that, and make those like micro like three bucks, four bucks a pop or something. It was yeah. something that, so much more that they could do with it, but it is what it is. But I, I will say this: they did make another announcement that uh, was was kind of um, very. It, it was it was big for folks like me, but for some people, it was just like, oh, what, huh? And that's the announcement of Out's Kid in Miracle World DX. And this is something we've seen a lot with Sega IPs, where Sega takes an IP and they let a smaller developer um, redo it. Uh, we saw it with you know, Wonder Boy and Monster uh, Dragon's Trap. We saw that. We saw it with uh, Streets of Rage 4. It's a great example. This is going to be uh, developed by, I believe it's called Janikin Team. And published by Merge Games. But it's Alex Kidd in Miracle World. Uh was originally on the Master System. It's completely redone. It's gonna have new levels, new artwork. And it's the re- it's the revival of Alex Kidd, something that we haven't seen since Sega Gaga in uh, the Sega Dreamcast was like the last like big hurrah that Alex Kidd had. So that's kinda cool. Yeah, he's really been, you
1: know, left behind one of the earlier, you know, Sega mascots Mm-hmm. You know, in a sense, who really got knocked back You know, for Sonic, because like, a lot of people missed out on the Master System, yeah. and you, you didn't, you know, it's like you, did, you didn't really know who he was. Maybe if you didn't, you might have had that one friend that just had, like, Solitaire on the Master System, like I did. Like, yeah, I had a <laughs> friend that Solitaire was, like, the only game he had, which I like Solitaire, I mean, and, you know, it's that, not really a good representation of the Master System. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, we should even go back. You know, we could have Master System Mini. You know, which Oh, I'm that would be saying, awesome. That would be great. You know, like I said, Sega's just kind of, ah, man, they just kind of miss out on some of these things. Like, imagine if we had had a Master System Mini along with a true uh, Game Gear Mini that, like I said, you know, not, not as big because the Game Gear was kind of big and bulky, kind of knocked that motherfucker in half stick 16 to 20 games on that have a master system mini with 30 games. and you know just what what if they had launched that instead of oh yeah other uh, junk man people would would still be like really excited yeah you know? and and that would be something they could really get into' just like I said so many good Sega properties um you know like I said that you know they still do things with got the awesome streets of rage four and we're seeing these cool remakes Alex kid. Um, you know, also the, uh, you know, like Dragon's Trap, you know, we see sweet remakes of those. It's, it's a lot of these games that a lot of people love, kind of get a little forgotten about, but they get brought, get brought back, uh, you know, to life, you know, through remakes. But I think, man, they could have really uh, did like a kind of like a double hit on that mini market, man, with the actual yeah. handhelds. And so many people want a Game Boy but it's like, oh, hey, you don't get that little mini Game Boy you wanted, but here's the game gear. People would have ate that up, man. It would have been a sweet double-hitter. Um, you know, they could even put more games out. You know, like I said, if some function for download. Or just put them up on Switch, too, for people to get, even a collection. Man, there's so many other options, but damn. It's like <laughs> Sega sometimes, they just like, just drop a turd on you, you know?
0: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Now, now uh, we're going to be talking about a older console. Uh, this console I was playing a lot the other week, and I was like, man, I, we should do an episode on this and just kind of talk about it. just Just gush a little bit. And that is uh, the Nintendo GameCube. Um, you know, I, I can say this about the Nintendo GameCube. The Nintendo GameCube is what made me fall back in love with Nintendo Uh, Because I have to admit, during the generation of N64 versus PlayStation and Sega Saturn, I I was totally team PlayStation. I loved that console. It had so many great games. And I always was kind of curious about the N64 because growing up playing Nintendo, it was a new Nintendo console. But it just didn't grab me as much as the PlayStation did. And I was kind of like, you know, Nintendo was cool, but I kind of felt like I grew past Nintendo. The GameCube definitely brought me back to that company uh what's your first initial reactions when you first started playing the gamecube james In and i would say it's a system like i've still even to this day
1: i've never owned an actual gamecube uh i do play gamecube games on my wii uh but i've actually sadly never owned the physical system uh one of my best friends uh, still to this day who have somehow earlier you heard some mowing in the background that was actually him who came by to mow my grass but uh he was one of my friends i remember he had the xbox when it first came out like he didn't have the playstation like we all played playstation together a couple of us you know all, kind of all had that we'd all play the wrestling games and everything and when these newer systems came out i think like i had the ps2 he had the Xbox and the GameCube, which is mm-hmm. kind of a little bit more of the oddball ones. Also, my brother EJ, huge Nintendo fan, uh, he'd had one too. Though I didn't play his uh, later on because he was in the, you know in the uh, military, he was in the Navy, and so the times were kind of short when we'd get up and play. Uh, but my friend Mike was the first one you know that I remember having you know a GameCube, and it's like that that was the first one going written games. You know this kind of I, I like the look of it still, you know. It's still so compact. Yeah. Uh, you know, they did pass up on having the DVD function, which honestly, I do think would have helped them. Uh, you know, they went with those smaller discs, which you know, like we still remember. A lot of us still mm-hmm. like own them. Um, but he was one of the first ones to get one, and I mean, I can't, I did, I can't even remember what the first uh, GameCube game I played was, even. Uh, because the thing is, is like even over time, like I didn't. I saw friends play it. Some like I didn't play Wind Waker till it got re-released on uh, like the the Wii U. Is that the mm-hmm. one that had Wind Waker? Yeah. Uh, uh, I kind of missed out on a lot of those early games. We were always more focused on wrestling and things like that. But you know, at that time, uh, you got to give props to Xbox and GameCube. I think because you know they both had all the uh, the controllers. And, and that was a big thing around that time was that multiplayer. And uh, Sony, as big as they were with the PlayStation, they didn't have that. Like, you'd have to get a multi-tab or something. Whereas Xbox and GameCube had those four ports, you know, going back to 64. You know, they started with that, uh, especially for wrestling games, which, of course, I am a big fan of, you know, was a, a big Huge thing, and and I've still never fucking played Mario Sunshine. I don't think till this day. I I, I would still. Well, I'd love to play that game, and I keep waiting for them to re-release it on the Switch. Uh, I'm sure I've seen it, and like I said, I might have played it a little bit and just kind of forgot about it. But like that's one like I've just I have never played, and I would love to go back and play that.
0: Yeah, that that's you know my biggest thing with the GameCube was uh, I I love the the fact that the launch title was a Luigi game, Luigi's Mansion. You know, because we always got Mario games in the launch, and uh, I thought it was really cool. I was like, wow, that's really different. And, you know, what's funny is how I got my GameCube was a total, like, off-the-wall sort of thing, because I had a PS2. My PS2 ended up uh, just crapping out. I think, like many of uh, the original PS2s, the lasers, burn out. With this one out. I ended up uh, getting rid of it, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna get another PS2. But then I w- then I saw that the GameCube was a lot cheaper used at uh, Electronic Boutique at the time. As uh, for it was GameStop, and I was like, oh man, it's it's a lot cheaper. And I and I I was playing a lot more Nintendo at the time. I started collecting a lot more Nintendo. So I was like, you know, maybe I'll try this out. So I, I remember I got it, and we went out. We rented a uh, Mario Party, and that's that's. That was a that was like man i I freaking love the GameCube. i I believe that was the game I rented, and the first game I bought was the Resident Evil remake, which was just mind blowing for its time. still is the game has aged so well to remake the Resident Evil One yeah, that was a huge one, and especially when you think for like M rated games, which
1: was something Nintendo like really shied away from um. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you can't help but talk, uh, you know, Eternal Darkness was one of the first M-rated games. And uh, when I was looking up some, you know, GameCube exclusives earlier, you know, that was always on the top of everybody's list. Everybody loves yeah. that. That's another game people want, you know, I would love to either see a sequel or just even like a, a, a souped up remake, kind of like Resident Evil. But even before Resident Evil hit, that in a, a game I have called Geist. Uh, oh I yeah! Even, I didn't even know it was an exclusive. Um, it also carried that M rated, uh, you know. It carried the M rating, which, like I said, you know, Nintendo did did not do. But Eternal Darkness and Geist, you know, had that M rating kind of pay that way. You know, that rebirth of Resident Evil. I mean, it was always a, a, a Sony game. You know, it's like we were so used to playing on that, and to see this game that was like a completely new game on there. You know, that game was so beloved. And for them, you know, to nail that, I mean, that kind of really showed, I mean, you know, they're going at it. You know, people could say maybe GameCube, like, lagged behind. They were, like, kind of resting on the Mario games because you could always get those on there. Mm -hmm. But at first, they were the ones that had that remake of Resident Evil, which, like you said, I mean, that that really was a game changer because, I mean, to go from those PlayStation graphics to, like, you know, I mean, they're still
0: porting that GameCube, Version over to this day. Yeah, they are. They are. It so is, I mean, it, it holds up. Yeah, and and of course, I mean, there was a time when Resident Evil Four was a GameCube exclusive. Yep. Like that's that's insane to think about that. You know, back then Resident Evil Four was like only on the GameCube. And of course, I mean, we got the big games like Smash Brothers Melee. I mean, I probably spent so many hours with my friends playing that, and you know, Mario Kart Double Dash, and. Uh, then you want to get into some of the RPGs. Well, I didn't have a whole lot of RPGs. I had games like Tales of Symphonia and Bat and Kaito's, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and, of course, one of the weirdest games on the GameCube and probably one of the weirdest games I've ever played is Odama. You oh, remember dude. that?
1: <laughs> dude, I, I have that on my oh. list because I was uh, talking yeah. about know, some uh, little extra things because I had it next to Donkey Konga. Yes. We had the Konga uh, the drums because, you know, you didn't have a lot of peripherals you know with the GameCube uh, and you know you hit the Donkey Kong with the conga the, the drums but god damn Odamo is this weird ancient Japanese pinball game <laughs> with this weird speaker thing that was just uh, like a true like, that's like a true exclusive yeah you know? and it's not, maybe that's not like, one that everybody wanted but yeah
0: it's like the it's like the <laughs> Man. it's like the Seaman of the GameCube you Yeah. Know? Oh uh, yeah, I I remember that, and I mean that. Yeah, it came with that little microphone that you gave commands, and it was a pinball game. I was like, "What?" But um, I'm trying to think of some other great games. that well, were I mean, wrestling.
1: Uh, oh yeah, of course. Me being a big fan of wrestling uh, during that time, you know, and so when we had these, you know, three systems: GameCube, Xbox, uh, and PlayStation, there there was actually different. Wrestling, it was all WWE games, but they were, uh, you know, d- uh, different titles on each one. To where Xbox had Raw 1 and 2 and WrestleMania 21, PlayStation had the SmackDown series, of course, but uh, GameCube, they started off with WrestleMania 18 and 19, uh, which is still uh, one of my favorite memories because uh, they had these very weird uh, story mode sections where you mm-hmm. had to, like, fight construction workers uh, <laughs> out on the docks. And uh, you could end up unlocking this, like, triple-leveled cage out in the middle of the ocean. Oh, and wow. And even, like, power, but still one of the greatest wrestling memories I have is uh, I was fighting with uh, two other friends, and I knocked one down, and I powerbombed another one on top of uh, – of the other friend and there was this little breakaway cage and I knocked them both down into the ocean. And it's just this big elaborate cage that was like huge and insane. And uh, you know, it was just like to have that option, like I said, of all these wrestling games played differently. And they also had day of reckoning one and two, uh, which were still, you know, and they weren't, you know, no mercy levels. They weren't up with the 64, but they're maybe a little bit closer to it, you know, but to have those, uh, different ones and you would get that with different games you know where to where you would have a series but each system would get a different version of it to where I mean it really you know could be completely different games and it's like you could have some people had all three systems you know like yeah. I never did I, I had the PS2 and the Xbox and then you know, like I said other friends that had other ones that filled them in and another awesome one to me still too is Ultimate Muscle
0: um, oh yeah
1: this was one of the last. I mean, would say AKI uh, was behind it. Of course, I mean, they ended up doing the Death Jam games, which came uh, did come after. But uh, one of the last, you know, kind of exclusive games was AKI did uh, Muscle, and uh, um, Muscle had kind of you know the little pink dudes. A lot of us, if you're old. You had them, you know, when you were a kid, these little pink wrestlers, you didn't really know what they were. They were from Japan, Kanikuman, you know, he had like his own anime and everything. But uh, they had a game, oh, it was called Ultimate Muscle on GameCube, and it was, it was very good, man. I mean, it it didn't really play like other ones, uh, we were getting into that cell shade mode. Yeah, A lot of games had that, that was very uh, niche, very cool at the time. And they pulled out this muscle game that was just really fun. I'm still convinced to this day. The only reason it was any good was because AKI was behind it. They did do one on PlayStation also, uh, which wasn't quite as good. Uh, And I mean, this dude, this game on GameCube Ultimate Muscle. I mean, you're if you want it now. Like I said, if you can emulate it, you know, on GameCube somehow, you know, hey, more power to you. But this game will cost you, like, yeah. fucking 100 bucks now. It's expensive. Um, yeah, it's it's really jumped up. And like I said, it was... I mean, I would say still, like, it's kind of... I mean, I remember as much as I played it, I'd say it might even be worth it to where, like, I've, you know, looked at ones where it was just, like, a disc only for 60 bucks, And I was kind of like, ah. I'm like, man, like, I can't kind of want that game uh but it's like you know you definitely just had that different aspect it was a fun time even with the uh soul caliber yeah you you remember each system had a different bonus character of course we had link on gamecube we had uh
0: Spawn, spawn on Xbox. on
1: Xbox, and then I think we had fucking Heiachi on uh, PlayStation, which I yeah. love Heiachi, but I mean, we be honest, like he wasn't really the, uh, he was kind of the lackluster of the, uh, yeah, you know, the bonus characters, but to have Link involved, you know, in uh, a fighting game on the system was very cool at that time.
0: Yeah, and, and speaking of Link, I mean, Wind Waker, I remember. I remember, like the GameCube, it, it really revolutionized a lot of IPs, and the reason I say that's because you know you had Luigi's Mansion, which was very different. Uh, Mario Sunshine, like we mentioned earlier, was a very different Mario game. Um, Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker was the game that. When it first came out, I remember so many people hated the way it looked. They were like, this looks atrocious, until they played it and realized, holy crap, I feel like I'm playing my own Saturday morning cartoon. And it's still, for many, including myself, one of their favorite Zeldas of all time. And then, of course, you had the Metroid Prime series, which took Metroid to a whole new level, being a first-person shooter as opposed to a 2D uh, platformer that's another one because i mean at, you know even to this day it's
1: one that, and a lot of people still want a good collection of that you know on the switch mm-hmm. uh you know we had one on the Wii. you know when they put all three of them together and it was one it took me a while to get around to play to playing that one because i was such a fan of you know the uh you know the old school ones you know it's like i like those i like the zero i like the video i like all of that um and when I finally did play, and like I said, I don't even think it was the first one. I think I ended up playing like the third one, maybe. And, and I really, I really enjoyed it. You know, to where it's it's one of those games. I think Metroid really could exist. Uh, you know, I was not a big fan of Samus uh, Returns on the 3DS. Actually, to where like I would rather have uh, another Metroid Prime. Uh, than that just because like i I didn't like it but metroid is a game you know could exist in these different formats you know they really they changed it and you're gonna get people like people will hate on metroid prime people will hate on wind waker but then you have that other group of people where that's their favorite game in the series you know i said they really changed up a lot of things you know, throughout that, and you know, changed the course of a lot of the games. And like I said, it's still it's a lot of people's favorite. And then it's also you know sometimes one of the more controversial games, you know, to where people don't like the change. They only want the old school 2D. But I mean, I think they did a really good job. I and mean, I'd love to see a collection of those on the Switch. I mean, man, that would sell like crazy. You know, people still waiting for a new Prime. You know? Yeah, Cause a lot of people didn't like the. Uh, you know that last one that had come out on the uh, on the Wii. I
0: don't yeah, remember
1: M other M. Yeah. Oh yeah, that I was like a, M. <laughs> Yeah, that was
0: like a totally different shebang too, because that was like you know supposed to be Metroid back to its two D form, and it was like a two point five D sort of just just. A but mess. then you got to use
1: the Wii boat. Yeah. It's really yeah, great. it was a, It that, was a mess. That's a very odd one, but if you could, if they could just stick with another Prime, like I said, dude, people would i buy that up in a minute, you know. And, like, you don't know, like, the next Metroid game, like, what will will it be? Like, will they do a 2D, uh, you know, or will they go with the, uh, you know, the first person? Which, almost like I said, at this point, I'd rather see a new first person. I'd rather see a new Prime. I mean, yeah, hell, I'd me rather too. give both. Honestly, give me both. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Same thing I was seeing with, uh, you know, Sego. you know, where they could have, you know, done like a mini, you know, a this and that. And it's like, you know, just shoot, give us a, 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 the best of, uh, you know, both worlds. And you, you keep hearing about Metroid Prime 4, you know, it's like, I'm sure it's going to come out sometime. You know, I'm pretty sure we'll get it on the Switch. And I mean, it'll probably be awesome. But, you know, they they really did... You know, it kind of went into a different direction with so many games. Even Mario Sunshine—that's a yeah. game, like I said, I've never played, but I, it's kind of controversial to where you hear a lot of people uh, hate it, and then some people love it. I'm still, like, man, like I just like, I, how did I not play this? Like, I'm sure I played <laughs> it for like a moment or two. But it's one of those ones, like, I feel kind of bad, like, I really, like, missed out on. Because it seems, you know, really fun. And like you said, with that, with the, you know, Luigi, that was a big step. Him having his own game. And you get that Ghostbuster function. And it's a a series that's, you know, still going today. Yeah. We still have that. I like having that other option. That's cool. It's like Luigi's games are, you know, Ghostbusting stuff. You know, Mario does his, uh, you know, other crap. (laughs) It's It's great.
0: Well, I mean, I I wanted to tell our uh, listeners, if you have any memories of the GameCube, what were some of your favorite games, be sure to leave us a comment below and let us know. Uh, Moving on, though, uh, because we're getting close to the end of the show, uh, we're going to talk about some games we've been playing recently. James, what have you been playing? I I saw you playing the Switch earlier this morning. I saw you playing. What were you playing?
1: I I I did jump on the switch because I had not uh, been on there uh, for a while. I was seeing what was on the uh, the new sales and stuff because recently I had oh.
0: picked up a couple of. Uh, There's a huge the, sale going on right now.
1: Yeah, well, a week or so ago I'd got the uh, Mega Man uh, X and uh, ZX collection. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I I picked that one up. Um and like I'm a sucker for going in and anything that is like you know uh, a couple of bucks. I did. I had to get the uh, double dragon and kunio uh, set. You know that came out. Which I mean, if you're a fan of those games, like you you got to get that dude. I mean, yeah, good. you know all the. Double dra- Like my only complaint with it was, like, I would have liked to have seen maybe like a couple arcade versions. Of some of the Thank Double you. Dragons.
0: Yes, that was that was my that was one of the things because I mean it's kind of a pricey collection. I have it as well. It's
1: kind of pricey. Yeah, what was, it? was it forty bucks? Is yes,
0: forty bucks. And I even used some of my like you know Nintendo coins that shaved a couple of cents off. That kind of made me feel justified for buying it. But once I got it, I was like, I mean, there's some really cool. Kunio Kun games that are uh, translated that's never been in the West that I thought was really cool. That was the only other way of playing it is like on the pie with English translations mm-hmm. and patches. But I mean, like the yeah, the Double Dragon stuff, I wish it was um, the arcade ports because I mean, they are the NES ports. and I'm like, wow, I already had those on my NES online. I got Double Dragon 1 and 2. <laughs> But I mean, I, I yeah, those it's good
1: that and, and Renegade. Renegade's another yeah. one that would have been a, a cool seat. And I still don't even think there's the Famicom. There's a, a Famicom version of uh, River City that I, I had on some of my emulators uh, that I, I really enjoyed, and they seem to just kind of stick to the eight bit versions on this one so like who knows there could be another collection but like i'm just i i mean i'm a sucker for the river city games yeah i love them like i'm gonna support them i do love you know like i said these collections whether it's the castlevania the contra i i, I like seeing these so i'm gonna try to support them you know the way i can and i'm gonna jump on the sales i'm sure again you know and uh there's i saw some uh like train conductor game that looked kind of fun that was like a penny or not a penny; it must be a dollar. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's really a lot of good sales. I mean, you can put 10, 20 bucks, uh, you know, on your switch, and you can really have a good time and find some really good stuff. Um, so I was messing around on there, and like I said, I do love the uh, from the DS, the Mega Man uh, the ZX, or you know, it definitely is a bit more of a Metroidvania feel to those games uh but, but there's a lot you know on there and it's good just to be able to uh you know get a lot of these games that weren't available uh also been playing uh man eater which is oh yeah on um i think about i don't think it's on switch yet i think it's coming to the switch but you can get it on uh ps4 and xbox and, i mean if you like the old jaws games um, and it even reminds me a little bit of, I'd say, the old like, Super NES, like, uh, it was like Evo game where you kind of like, you, you start off as like some little cell and you grow. So you start off as like a baby shark and you gotta eat. And you know, it's just got some RPG elements to it. But honestly, like, if you love the old Jaws games, uh, that was especially was on the one on the Xbox and uh, PS2 and Jaws Unleashed, I think. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you're a fan of that and you like Sharks, like, that's just a really great game to play. And then the other one I've been playing was, uh, oh, this one really took my heart, man, was the uh, Shaolin versus Wu-Tang. I'd actually seen Friend of ours, uh, uh, show enough. He uh, did it on a stream uh, probably a year or so ago. Um, yeah, it was on uh, on Steam as an independent game, and it's a fighting game It's going to remind you a little bit of Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. Uh, it's pretty simple, but it was really done with love by someone. So, like, if you love, uh, you know, kung fu movies, nineties martial art movies, like every actor almost is on there from Jean-Claude Van Damme to Chuck Norris. Oh, wow. Bolo Young, uh, <laughs> even newer ones, uh, uh, Jet, Jet Lee's not really that newer. Donnie Yen, uh, you know, is a newer one. But um, they really represent like a lot of people from the movies. Uh, Jim Kelly, Bruce Lee, they're all on there, but they're listed as their style of fighting. So it's like, yeah. it's the actor, you know it is, but it's not to avoid copyright and such but uh somewhat i think this was like a single person maybe you know a very small team that made this game it's only 13 bucks and i mean if you love martial art movies it's on uh like i said it's, it's been on steam it just came out on uh, xbox one it was like 12 bucks i got it like i've really been playing it more than anything else it's probably one of my favorite fighting games uh probably ever at this point, I mean, which like sounds crazy. It, it's simple. Like they even tell you it's 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 for a casual fighting fan. You know, if you're
0: and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Either. No,
1: no, and, and it's done with love because even some of the weapons. I'm a uh, Bolo Youngs one of my favorite uh, martial art movie actors. Uh, Enter the Dragon, Tiger Claw's, Tiger Claw's one of the best movies. It's on Amazon Prime now. Uh, if you, anybody has that, uh, the sequels two and three are kind of kind of crap you know but part one is like one of the best is one of my favorite movies ever actually it's just kind of weird to say it was like dude like i love this movie so much but uh bolo uh every character has their their martial art and a weapon and bolo had this bat and i'm like it's bad like why does he have that and then it kind of clicked up and i was like oh he was in this movie called shoot fighter which is kind of funny because because it also has Johnny from the Karate Kid and uh, Sensei Kreese. So if you're a Karate Kid fan and you like Bolo, I'd say check out Shoot Fighter, because it actually has <laughs> Johnny and Kreese in it. And Bolo, uh, on the cover of the movie, has this bat. And that bat is in the game. And that really That's showed cool. me, yeah, that really showed me the love you know, that someone that put in this. Like All the special moves are the same. They're all either fireballs or reverse fireballs. Um, but it's still fun. Like I mean it's like you can really still get deep you know into the fights the stages are often uh taken from movies uh the music even kind of matches up like so this really was a game that was done with love um i i'd really love honestly to see a game like this done with like some more uh like money behind it but i mean the guy that did it man I mean, I, I can't commend him enough for what he did, with what he had. Like I said, just honestly, it's some of the most fun I've had with uh, a fighting game. Hey, going through, man, I was playing as Chuck Norris, who's a Tang Sudo, which is a form of a Taekwondo. Uh, that's who he's listed as. You know, so it's says like an even Shokasugi, old ninja movies, he's on there as the ninja. Uh, uh, Sunny Chiba. He's the uh, karate guy. Um, just but every junk called Van Dam. He's on there. They're all on there. And I mean, like I said, I just I've really had the most fun, you know, just playing this game. And like I said, I'd like to see more done with it. There actually is a sequel. Uh, it's for early access on Steam. So if you have Steam, uh, you can definitely go on and check it out. It has even more fighters, more moves. But you know, like I said, uh, there's no fatalities, which like I think really would have been fun. But I mean, when you understand you're working with like a small team, like they're really yeah. doing what they can. But I mean, I just, I, I've had an absolute blast, you know, with that. Like, so in between that, and I've been watching like uh, a lot of the old martial art movies uh, I grew up with uh, lately. Uh, cause sometimes they're just getting like a doll drums. You know, like most people, you start feeling kind of down. Sometimes you go back to uh, happier times. And uh, you know, last times those movies were my happier times. You know, Bloodsport—it's on YouTube for free right now. So if you haven't seen Bloodsport in a while, it's, it's like watch that, and definitely check out Tiger Claw's and King of the Kickboxers. You can find them both on uh, well, one's on Prime. I think they're both on Prime or, or on YouTube. Uh, Tiger Claw's and King of the Kickboxers—two of my absolute favorite movies. Uh, Billy Blanks, creator of Tybo, he's in one of them uh as a bad guy and it, you know, I just I've been having fun with that, you know, like I said with everything going on, it's like uh, a lot of times we'll try to find our escape, uh, you know, with, with certain things that can just take us back to happier times. And that's really, you know, been it, you know, for me. So like I said, dude, Shaolin versus Wu Tang, great. If you love Jaws and Sharks, man eater, uh, you know, it, those might
0: suffice you for a little bit, you know. Indeed, indeed. Uh, my, myself, I haven't really been playing too much. Um, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Uh, I got Kimberly in Animal Crossing. She's actually getting a Switch Lite in a couple of days. Oh wow! And her own copy. It was great. I mean, like it just uh, we were just playing, and um, I started letting her play my character, and she like realized like, wow, this is actually not too bad. And so she's gotten into it. So we've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Um, been playing a lot of uh, the Dragon Ball Z Fighters. Uh, that's still a really good fighting game. I'm playing a lot of that. And uh, Alex Kidd in Miracle World. I actually, uh, after seeing that trailer, I was like, huh, I want to go back and play some Alex Kidd. And I saw it on the Switch with the Sega Aegis Collection. It's on sale for like 5 bucks, mm. So I went ahead and bought that. And I forgot how difficult that game is. Yeah, that, it's that's, tough, man. That, That's a difficult game. But it's got an awesome rewind feature. So <laughs> I can go back and rewind a little bit. But... Yeah, not a whole lot of games, but still the games I've been playing have been pretty fun. I mean, I'm looking forward to some uh, some new stuff coming out very soon, like the new Paper Mario. I'm looking forward to that. It comes yeah, out I mean, next always, month, I believe.
1: Always new ones on the horizon. Like I said, I'm I'm definitely I'm thinking of getting back, you know, into the VR uh-huh. uh, again. I've kind of had mine sitting around for a little bit, and like I really feel like I've kind of been missing out. Uh, so many of the light gun games. I loved on there, and I know they, they can still continuously have, like, new, you know, VR games uh, come out. I mean, like I said, it, re- it really is a, uh, you know, a really good peripheral, you know, to add to your system that I think, it, like, it really does, you know, stand up. I mean, like so said, the, the, the VR is really cool. It's kind of like not, not what you expect to be, and then they still have good stuff coming out. And so, like, I'm curious to see, like, what they'll do. You know, like, I, I kind of hope it's still, you know, the old one will connect, you know, to the uh, new uh, PS5, you know, because they've had yeah. a lot of, uh, uh, you can still use the old PS3 Move controllers, even on the new ones They've had a lot of uh, compatibility, you know, with that. And that's such a, a pricey add-on that i think you know they will let that kind of connect into it or at least i hope so it's like I, I can only imagine the future like vr getting better i still don't think it's ever going to replace just regular gaming but no, damn, yeah. for, for what it is man it's fucking damn it, like it it really can be damn fun like i said huge light gun fan uh, you know everybody knows and I'm like i so said that that's really the main place to go for those so Like I said, I mean, dude, we got so much great stuff right now, so much great stuff on the horizon, like, you know, gaming is just, you know, it's lots of things to be excited for now.
0: Indeed, indeed. And uh, and again, guys, this is going to wrap up another episode of XS Gaming Podcast. And again, if you guys are listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, tune in, uh be sure to leave us a rating. It really helps the show. It helps broaden the audience and helps folks find us a lot quicker. And if you want to check out older episodes, you can check out our archived episodes on a playlist on my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Xander And as always, guys, thanks for listening. And as always, happy gaming. Have a pleasant evening. and Go play some Sheldon vs. Wu-Tang and watch Tiger Closet and King of the
1: Kickboxes. This is
0: the best movies ever. And don't, and don't forget your turnips. On, on right. Animal Crossing, don't forget those. They Sunday, folks. <laughs> it's good to eat. I like turnip green. It's some good food, man. Some country shit. <laughs>